The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the SGPN Store. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is... Malcolm Bamford coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, April the 19th, and we are here to handicap a teeny tiny little seven game slate uh, for Thursday, April the 20th. Uh, joining me tonight, it's the young people. Uh, Moonaf's gone out on his bike somewhere um, or on a board trip. And we've got the youngsters. Dylan won't understand that at all. Noah's laughed. It's gone straight over, Dylan said. Noah, uh, Bennett, good evening. How are you doing? How's it going, Malcolm? Yeah, this one's going to be a fun one. Like you said, it's a short slate. I don't really even like it that much. There's not much that I found that I loved. But we had some drama in the MLB today that we'll have we'll get a chance to talk about since there's not much games to cover. <laughs> yeah, we have got some stuff to talk about. We'll do that. A lot of it involving uh, the team that Mr. Dylan Rockford uh, follows, Roots for. Dylan, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Good to be with you boys. Uh, yeah, good start to the day, four and one. But, uh, you know, these umps, they got to they gotta get their five seconds of fame, you know. So we'll dive right into it. Only seven games to talk about tomorrow. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we will dive right into it. So... There's been lots of days for today. Um, and one of the games, in fact, my luck, um, so I was quite agitated by this, although I might get away with it, was um, the New York Mets and Matt Scherzer at the LA Dodgers. Game was nothing, nothing um, in the fourth inning. And the umps, talk me through it, Dylan. You, you've been watching the game closer than me. I've been watching a thousand games at once today. Tell me, give us a timeline of what happened. So basically, I think the third inning, he was told to take the glove off. And usually, like, he, you don't really see this. He was dissecting it, going inside the glove, going all about it. Wind up saying, hey, go, go, change, go change your glove. So he winds up go changing his glove. And he comes back out, finishes the inning, comes back out. And then when he comes back out of it, he checks it again and says, oh, uh, he, you felt something on it. And you could see, I think Noah has the clip where he's specifically saying it's rosin, which is legal in my, in, from my knowledge, I think it's legal. So, uh, yeah, he wound up getting tossed. He went, he went crazy. And my, my, my problem is we had this incident last week where Domingo Herman, he had the opportunity to go wash it off. If you're going to throw someone off or out, excuse me, and, you know, you're given the opportunity the first time to go throw it, isn't the rule if you get if you get caught using something or they make you change it, you're supposed to get thrown immediately. So why didn't he just, oh, Munoff, get him out of here right now. <laughs> he, my anger level towards Munoff right now, I hope he loses his ticket right now. <laughs> I lost my train of thought, but this oh, he had it out for him, long story short. If you are uh, listening to this on the podcast, we highly encourage you for this episode to tune over in the YouTube channel, MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll have a, we have a couple of highlights on the Smack Scherzer thing, and also what uh, Malcolm just said to Moonaf was hilarious. Um, yeah, Moonaf's just chirped up. Moonaf has basically just arrived to um, to troll Dylan effectively, um, trolling him about the Mets, uh, but also about the Devils last night. Uh, yeah, Dylan's Dylan's tired and emotional. 
Um, yeah, no, I so think you've got you've clipped this a little bit. So run run the VT in the background, and we can talk about it over the top because it was a little bit mad. Yeah, it was. Uh, here we go. I mean, you can see. I mean, you don't have to be a great lip reader to see Scherzer screaming, it's Rosin, it's Rosin. I promise you, it's Rosin. Um, it's like a Shakespearean speech in there from, from Max Scherzer. But... Oh, and look, now, look at the old. Like you can see from this profile that it's the same ump as the Madison Bumgarner weird hand feeling incident as well. That You can just tell that, that right. profile there, you can tell it's the same ump. I don't know his name. Um, yeah, but you can see it's the same thing. You pointed that out. You are dead on. You are correct about that. It was the same out. And why didn't uh, Buck Schallwarter go more crazy? I would have gotten thrown out. Yeah, I don't know what's up with with Buck there. I would have been irate if Scherzer's actually correct about this. And I was talking about it on Twitter a lot. Like, I... I don't believe Scherzer is in the wrong here. Like, I think he was really, really using rosin right before. Because yeah. he's Max screaming at the umpire, whether it's, it's just this rosin. or talking, hitting around the cage or whatever it is. But this is getting heightened. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. That, isn't Rudolph it? just has it out for me today. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> um, so then, here's, I mean, a, here's a flash. There's loads of stuff because obviously, uh, I mean, talking about Scherzer's the product as well. Uh, no, I was just loaded up the clip now over in Max Scherzer. I pretty much got naked in a game uh, when he was playing for the Nationals a couple of seasons ago when they were checking him. Was it Joe Girardi wanted to wanted him checked? Yeah. <laughs> This is hilarious. Hey, so everyone's getting, got undressed. <laughs> everyone's getting then, stuck into Dylan in the Mets now. Captain Sino's having a go. TV, Jade knows. And then, like Malcolm said, that was the same umpire. As this Watch this. This to Madison Bumgarner. Oh, there he is. <laughs> that is one of the, remains one of the strangest <laughs> oh things I have God. ever seen in sport. <laughs> Just right into his So that face. was not the home plate umpire that tossed him out. That's the first base umpire, right? Gambling. <laughs> you gotta yeah. love it. Well, I think he threw him out. First base umpire. <laughs> oh, oh, he threw like a little, threw like a little thing at him. Had a couple words so, with speaking him. Speaking of Madison Bumgarner, he blew up today against Wilson Contreras. He was pissed at Contreras for some reason and gave up like seven runs to him. So he did. Yeah, he called he called him a pussy about eight times, then walked him on the very next pitch. And then gave up yeah. a billion runs in the next ten minutes. Um, I highly encourage you guys to go check out those clips on YouTube, by the way. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to point out. I was getting annoyed at Moonaf's little spreadsheet earlier on because in the early games today in the days for, I've gone seven and one. Hey. Um, the gear. The only one I've got wrong is the dog, the Detroit um, Tigers, who nearly looked like they, were, they nearly came back and walked it off again. Detroit went down three two. Um, to Cleveland and that's the only one I've got wrong out of all of these early games and then the second one was the lock which was the New York Mets and when Scherzer got thrown out um, thought I'd be going 7-2 and two. Um, but the Mets are so far uh, kind of getting away with it so the other thing I wanted to point out Nor, is these Kansas City pitches are killing us man what are we going to do about this? I don't know but I think we just got to stay the course Brady Singer was great last year we're four starts in and <laughs> Brad Keller's first bad start of the year. You know, what are you going to do? The Rangers um, might yeah. be good. And Martin Perez is really good. I think too. 
Yeah, that was a great bet today. I know a couple of you took Kansas City last night, um, which I thought was insanity because I thought Texas and Perez at minus 120 was like finding money in the street. So there you go. Uh, Michael from Australia is here. Good day, Michael. How are you doing? What are you saying, Noah? No, I was just, I was going to say, how did you do today, Noah? A lot of day baseball. You know, I haven't checked uh, tally site to see how my picks went. So I only uh, checked because I knew I was doing well. If I, uh, if I didn't think I was doing well, I wouldn't know what put. I thought, ooh, I'll have a little yeah. check. Uh, Moon off cashed his dog of the day ranges at minus one and a half. So, yeah, so there's plenty of winners to be had. My my lock was uh, San Francisco, Miami under seven and a half. And my yeah. dog, oh, shit, we nearly lost that. And I was nearly furious. Yeah. And my dog was St. Louis minus one and a half. And they blew up Bumgarner. So oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, again, the game. So, I mean, that we handicapped the. Giants Miami game to within an inch of its life. You get what two runs through eighteen innings, and then you nearly lose it in extras because Miami go five one in the top of the eleventh. Uh, sorry, the Giants go five one in the top of the eleventh. The Miami they go one back to and send five two, and they load the bases. So have I mean that talk about bad beats like as it happens. Um, Taylor Rogers, I think, came in and and. and cleaned up Jazz Chisholm and somebody else. And that was the Shout end of that. to uh, Jake Brubaker. He goes, my locks were no sweat at all today. Cardinals over five and a half team total and Pirates money line. Both pretty much. Yeah, so a moon after. <laughs> Tampa Bay was another one. Um, Tampa Bay on the run line. That was soon. Me and Bob sat and watched the poor um, Levi Stout just absolutely <laughs> get hung out to dry. I was trying to explain to Bob. I said, this is his first start. They put him in really because they're just trying to give everyone a rest. They don't actually care how he does. But it'll be interesting. And then Yandy Diaz goes bang over the wall. And then this, who was batting second got on. Then Rosa Reina gets on. And then it's sort of walk, single, single, walk, all the way around to Yandy Diaz again. So it was 6 nothing after the first inning. Um, and I felt a bit bad. But again, that was just easy money, like uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, Pittsburgh I, I against Austin Gomber, minus 115. I mean, I found money on the street in fantasy for dynasty. I picked up Yandy Diaz last week. Wow, oh, wow. and he's hit three bombs in the last weekend, in like last four days. He's a stud. He could rake. I know he's got high end. Um, yeah, that, that the Pittsburgh price against Austin Gomber that was nine nothing after three innings. Oh my um, God. He's atrocious, Austin <laughs> Gomber. They're giving us minus one fifteen on this one tonight, Dylan. It just yeah. seems like I know we've had a good night, and it's easy to smell yourself a little bit. But Coors either, like he doesn't have like. The repertoire four cores. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we've done all right. Um, so everyone's cashing. Can... Even the chat is cashing all yeah, these. Yeah, the chat's cashing. Everyone's chatting. Uh, oh, Barry's here as well. Oh, Barry. Uh, big Bazza from the Premier League Gambling Podcast. That's a good show. Uh, host really good looking. I've heard. So try and listen to that one if you get a chance. <laughs> um, I know Barry keeps tailing Moonaf's picks, and he wants absolutely nothing to do with any of my picks. So that's a man who's known me for 20 years, uh, is that he is not remotely interested in anything I throw out on this show. Uh, but he's been tailing Moon after. So I think he was uh, he was on a lot of the Tampa Bay Rays stuff earlier on. Good evening, Baz. Uh, nice to have you here. Um, so we'll try and back it up with some winners uh, for these. There's only seven games tomorrow. So, yeah, that, hence we've uh, got more time to be pissing around so far early in the show. Um, I'll tell you first, before we move on, about underdog fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at underdog fantasy. Besides daily NHL, NBA and MLB games, they also got NFL best ball drafts 
with a guaranteed half million in prizes, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Captain Insano wants some food tips off your Baz. Uh, Barry's the uh, the local barbecue expert. Barbecues absolutely everything, Barry. Barbecues is cornflakes in the morning. You name it, Barry barbecues it. So yeah. Um, How are you going to see all of what Munaf says and then just go to Insano's food tips comment? There? The other host is ugly. The doctor probably slapped his. Oh dear, me, Munaf. That's he's, a bit strong. He's coming crazy today. I don't know why. Do you know why we took? Ex- he took exception last night because we outed Munaf and someone who couldn't ride a bike, Dylan. This is the problem. Oh, don't so, get started. On what? Do you have, do you have issues no, that, with the bike? No, that's hilarious. Yeah. So I think you've probably hurt his little feelings. We did say he could have a little bike, you know, his little legs to go around and around. So that's why he's a bit um, agitated. But he seems to be taking it out on me and you. Um, and no one's getting away with it. So yeah. that's one of those things. Fair right. Tomorrow <laughs> starts with a 135 Eastern. First pitch between the Minnesota Twins and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Kenta Maeda, there was some a bit of picture confusion here. I saw Tyler Marley in places. Um, Kenta Maeda will go uh, for the Twins and Tanahauk goes for the Red Sox. Plus 105 on Minnesota, minus 125 on Boston. Total is set at nine. Dylan, I'm going to chuck this across to you to lead us off. Yes, sir. Nothing I really liked in this game, but, uh, you know, for the show, I'll take the Twins as a dog. I only made the Red Sox a minus 110 favorite, so I feel like there's some value here for the Tins. Kenta Maeda, he does worry me a little. Twins, you know, they're not playing the best baseball right now. Red Sox, on the other hand, they are. They won four of their last five. They do have the better bats, in my opinion. My only one concern with the Red Sox is Hulk walks. He does walk a lot of batters, which is a concern. And, you know, I think Kenta Maeda is slightly better than Hulk right now. So I'll lean with the dog here on the road. Okay, so uh, an early road puppy uh, for Dylan Noah, Minnesota Boston. So I went along and handicapped this game without looking at the price like I always do. And everything that I found was pointing me towards the Red Sox. And I just assumed that they'd be an underdog against the Minnesota Twins. However, the Red Sox came in and opened as the favorite. So this thing has Courtney Love game written all over it. And I think <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to love this Twins team at the plus price. So I'm sticking to the Bo Sox here. They have a top 10 bullpen, a better OPS by 40 points than Minnesota against right-handed pitching, and the Red Sox offense is better at home. This game smells like shit, and I'm diving in. Plus, yes. Plus, the runners are 12 for 13 stealing bases off of Tanner Houck. So Twins, they don't really run too uh, much, though. They only have one total steal on the year, and it's from Michael wow. A. Taylor. So... Uh, yeah, maybe stolen base props not the greatest idea. However, Hauk does give them up. Yeah, he's rapid, Michael A. Taylor. I quite like him. He's a good player. Um, yeah, this was, I found this was tricky. You said a little bit earlier, no, this was a, quite a difficult card to handicap. I, I don't mind my either. Um He's gone well in two starts. One home run in each of his starts has cost him, actually. His whip's good. He's keeping the ducks off the pond. Um, hasn't pitched in uh, Fenway since 2019. Tanner Houck's had three very similar starts. Um, he's had loads of run support. Um, he, he gets double-figure runs off his off his bats every time he goes out there. Short starts as well from Tanner Houck. 
I slightly preferred Boston at home. Not much in it. Um, but yeah, Boston at minus 125. I just, as, as high as I've been on Minnesota, um, I just, I'm, I don't know, there's something not convinced about them. Really, there was nothing nothing between between these teams. And home advantage with Tannehill was just enough to swing it for me uh, for the Boston Red Sox at minus 125. Uh, next game is the LA Angels at the New York Yankees, which is a 4.05 Eastern first pitch. Two lefties will go. Uh, Patrick Sandoval for the Angels and Nasty Nesta Cortez for the pinstripes. The Angels are plus 140. The Yankees are minus 160. Total is at eight and a half. Uh, Patrick Sandoval is 1-0 on the season, has a 123 ERA. Nesta Cortez 2-0 with a 260 ERA. Uh, really like Sandoval. I've liked him all season. Ever since he, um, he's carried on his phone from the WBC, really. He was good there. He was better on the road as well last year. He was fine against the Yankees. Just all positives. Everything um, I looked at, uh, Sandoval was positive. Cortez has also been fine. He's had three good starts. Again, the home has hurt him uh, against Minnesota last time out. He's faced the Angels on five occasions. Only one of those was starts, but he does have a 263 ERA. Now, here were the key, the key numbers for me when I was handicapping this. At home, the Yankees are hitting 219. And they're only hitting 194 against lefties. The Angels are hitting 244 on the road and hitting 304 against left-handed pitching. So that's a 120-point difference uh, between what the Yankees are hitting and what the Angels are hitting against lefties. And that was enough for me. That made my mind up. So give me the puppy, the LA Angels, um, at plus 140, please, Noah. I am right there with you, Malcolm. Yeah, uh, baby. Nestor Cortez, he started a game against the Angels last year. He threw seven shutout innings with seven strikeouts. He's holding the Alos to just a collective 136 batting average. But Patrick Sandoval also made a start against the Yankees last August, where he only where he also threw seven innings, gave up two runs, also had seven strikeouts. So both these starting pitchers should go well here. Favors the under, uh, under first five as well. The Yankees, however, I painted the the zebra a little bit differently than you, but I came up to the same decision. The Yankees ranked 27th in the MLB with a 621 OPS the, against lefties, and the Angels are second in the MLB with an 895. So that's over 170 points of difference. Uh, I'll take the dog with the Angels, plus 140. And like I said, unders don't sound too bad in this game either. Okay, uh, Dylan? Yeah, I'm I kind of on the other side. I kind of like the Yankees here, but I don't want to lay the minus 150, minus 155s I see. I made him a minus 165 favorite with Nasty Nestor. Uh I'll probably wind up taking him first 5 minus a half, minus 115 if anything, but uh Patrick Sandoval, he's been really good to start the year. Only two runs given up on 14 and two-thirds innings. Walks are a little high, <clears throat> excuse me, but that's about it. And Nestor, he's been good as well. 17 and one-half inning, five runs, 15 strikeouts, and he is better at home. So both teams middle of the pack against lefties, but you did mention that stat, Mal, which does worry me a little bit. But uh, kind of lean Yankees, nothing too concrete. I do agree with the under. I made my total 8.1, so 8.5 I do like under as well. Excellent. Uh, Joey D has joined us. Evening, Joey. How are you doing? Noah, just for information, my laptop has died, so you can take charge of the banners and the comments. I can no longer comment, but I can carry on broadcasting as my safety net is well and truly in place. 6.35 right. 
Eastern first pitch is the Cincinnati Reds at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Luke Weaver, uh, hopefully, will pitch for the Cincinnati Reds. Roanzi Contreras for Pittsburgh, plus 125 on the Reds, minus 145 on Pittsburgh. Total is set at nine. Um, Noah, they are Pittsburgh Pirates, so take it away. I'm going with the Reds money line here, uh, but this is a tough handicap. Ultimately, the main reason for me was that Pittsburgh is leaving Coors Field in Colorado, flying back to PA, losing two hours, and it's always a tough time to readjust leaving Colorado back to normal elevation. Overall, though, uh, the weather sets up for a good offensive environment, 88 degrees, wind blowing out 10 miles an hour to left field. But I, I just don't know about the Buccos bats, how uh, how hot they'll be. Like I said, after leaving Coors Field. So, uh, lastly, runners are seven for seven, stealing bases off of Luke Weaver, who's the projected pitcher for the Reds here. The Pirates have been running like madmen so far this year. With G1 Bay, he has five steals. Kutch, B-Ray, and Hazy all have three bags. I specifically target either Andrew McCutcheon or Brian Reynolds because they both have 469 and 361 on base percentages, respectively, against right-handed pitching. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Luke Weaver, we did handicap last night um, for Cincinnati before they decided to throw out Levi Stout this afternoon. He should be ready to start. He threw 79 pitches uh, last week in Triple A. Um. So yeah, he'll be he'll be ready. And again, they're just looking at someone to eat some innings at this point. It's horrible, really. Uh, the Pirates have been great, though. Um, I think Contreras' three starts illustrate exactly what you're going to get out of him this season, or what you can expect, which is just anything. Um, it's hard to trust, but you can't take Cincinnati at all. I don't know what circumstances at the moment would lead me to want to back Cincinnati. Um, so I expected the price to be a little bit shorter on Pittsburgh, but minus 145 is reasonable for me. So I will take Pittsburgh, Dylan. Yeah, I took Pittsburgh earlier in the day, minus 125. I favored them up to a minus 150. So they are getting up there, but I, I agree, man. I think they are the right side and maybe you want to parlay them. But, you know, I, I just can't back Luke Weaver, let alone just the Reds in general. You know, he's making his first start of the year. Kind of a relief guy. You know, he only pitched one, two innings last season, but... He wasn't bad on the road, but Pirates hit righties well. Reds one and five straight up on the road. I agree, man. I just can't back the Reds at this point. Contreras did have a nice bounce back start against the Cardinals, so I think he could keep the momentum building. So I'll take the Buckos here at home. The the Reds the last three nights, you know, it's such a shame. It's a, such an unedifying sight. Is that beautiful ballpark? And um, I think they had the lowest attendance. Well, I might have been ever actually. Two nights ago, last night I didn't see the, they hadn't released the actual figures, but it looked fewer. And then tonight, like I say, and Bob watched that first inning. Um, and there's no one there because why would you? Do you know what I mean? And I know the owner said, Where else are they going to go? Um, well, I think he's just found out his answer, like, which is to just stay at home. Um, and it's it's just a shame, and there's no need for the for the team to be run the way it has been. Like, uh, they did say they've signed Hunter Green to that contract. If I was Hunter Green, um, I wouldn't necessarily have been rushing to put pen to paper on that. Uh, no. But yeah, we'll have to see how all that works out. I, what, what? I think I think the athletics need to move. If anyone, they had fuck, they had rodents in the in the uh, commentary room. It's bad. Cincinnati. Yeah, there was some possums in there. They when, have, things are, when things are going good for Cincinnati, those fans are amazing. They're not moving anywhere. It is a nice ballpark. I would agree. I think there's a part it, of the Coliseum. It's just yeah. overrun by um, stray dogs as well. 
Just wild ducks. What, There's about 75 of them live there. What game were you talking about for attendance, Mel? The Reds. Yeah, which game? Like today or yesterday? or All three. Like two nights ago, I think it was 3,000 and something maybe. Oh, wow. And well, last I mean, night looked worse. And today, just there was no one there. I'm not going to talk about attendance because I don't know if you saw the Tigers doubleheader. That, <laughs> that was really, really bad. Um, there were... Oh, shit. Where I normally go for attendance that doesn't show it. So uh, that's what I mean. I think they're not renouncing it. They're not embarrassed. The Reds, I couldn't find it today. It was weird. Yeah, I can I can't find it either where I usually look. So. Let's start a petition to know. move the athletics to Vegas or Nashville. That'd be cool. No, keep keep Oakland there. Like seriously, like they are tanking on purpose to try to move. You don't reward that shit. No. Um just quickly before we move on then, because we haven't got the athletics to talk about tonight. Um and your boy that you touted last night, uh, Mason Miller. Pitch tonight, Noah, and looked really sharp. And is he still going? Is he? I'm guessing he's off the mound now. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I'll take a look as you, if you want to keep he'd, talking. He'd gone four maybe earlier on, so I doubt he's lasted another hour or so. But, Cubs um, are up 6-2 currently. Um, Mason Miller went 4.1, only gave up two, and he had five strikeouts. So he pitched 81 pitches. Not a bad outing for his first time out against the Cubs, who have been hot. So, yeah, there you go then. Um, okay, the SGP and merch store is always worth checking out in honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April. Get 10% off anything in the SGP and merch store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. Mention one item that you like in the merch store. I've got my uh, SGP and MLB gambling podcast hoodie uh, in bottle green, which yeah, brings like out I my said, eyes. I like Sorry? the color. Like I said, yeah, I, I like, like the that green. color. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice, isn't it? I've got it's my like hat on. I've got on backwards, so you can't see. It's, I would say bottle green, Dylan. Oh, what's, whatever. What's guy. the weather supposed to be like for <laughs> that, uh, that London game? Are you wearing the sweatshirt there? What are you wearing? Have you planned out your outfit for the game? Well, it's it's... It's English weather, mate. We get four seasons in one day, so it's hard to it's hard to plan. But yeah, I'll be I'll be fully fully merged up. Um, All right. Let's see, I'll, I'll have my hat and um, there's quite a few of the there's about a dozen of the Newcastle Night Hawks all going down, uh, awesome, sitting in various man. parts of the stadium. So yeah, love very it. much uh, looking forward to that. That's creeping up actually. It's not that many weeks away. Oh yeah, that's like five weeks or something like. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, I need to pay me hotel. Bill, unfortunately, <laughs> which is a bit of a downer. That's why we're doing all these shows. You do uh, it in advance? I paid a deposit. Uh, I paid like some, but it's London. London's expensive, like gotcha. certainly compared to up here, where, where where the poor relations up in this part of the country. Um, Six forty Eastern first pitch: the Colorado Rockies at the Philadelphia Phillies. Ryan Feltner for the Rockies. Matt Strom, lefty, goes for the Phillies. My uh, plus one eighty on Colorado, minus two hundred on Philadelphia. Total set at nine. Um, Noah, we talked about Matt Strom a little bit last week, and this looks like a good spot for him tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, both of these bullpens are atrocious. They're bottom ten in the MLB, but you can't take the over here because I think both teams are 
traveling to the Eastern time zone. Philly from Chicago and the Rockies are leaving Coors. So I think both of these starters can go okay here with the uh, offenses, maybe sleepwalking here early in game one of the series. Ryan Feltner has done well limiting hard contact so far this year. He has uh, been babbit to death. So he has a current 878 ERA. He's faced the Dodgers, Mariners, and Nationals, but his expected ERA is only 455. And then, I'm, like you said, we're quite high on Matt Strom. He has a 213 ERA through his first four games, but he doesn't go deep into games. So just look for a first five under here. That's my favorite lean for this. And then Feltner, runners against him are 10 for 11 stealing bases. On the Phillies, you have Bryson Stott, Jake Cave, and Trey Turner all have three steals on the season so far. Uh, specifically, Stott has an OBP of 382 against right-handed pitching and Turner 362. So those are the two guys that I'd key on for this game. Uh, Bryson Stott's absolutely flying this season. That's good to see. I know Johnny Junter talked about a lot uh, preseason last year on the preview shows. I think part of the thing with the stolen bases here tomorrow is the amount of walks that Felton has been dishing out. So you're going to get people in that position to be able to take advantage. Uh, three, three and five. So you're looking at, I was looking at a walk prop, but obviously a great way of dressing it up is the stolen base prop uh, that Noah trots out there. Um, Matt drama. Yeah. He's still sort of converting into an SP getting stretched out. Um, I think it'd be okay. I didn't have as much faith in Feltner as you did, Noah. Um, I think you could be in trouble here. And also, Colorado uh, in bad in a bad position. I mean, they've lost seven in a row. They're getting spanked tonight. Uh, so that's going to be eight. So it was a Philly on the run line for me. Um, Dylan? Yeah, not going to win any awards with this one. Uh, Philly's minus one and a half for me. I think this is a good spot for them at home. You know, get back in the win column. Astrom, he's been good this season, I think. Sometimes he pitches in relief, but at home, he went five solid innings, zero zero runs given up, six strikeouts, uh, you know, against a scrappy Marlins team. And I, I agree. I just can't trust Ryan Felter. He hasn't been good in any of his starts. Rockies lost both of his starts on the road, just getting smacked around. And the Phillies bats seem to have woken up. They're second in league in batting average. Rockies four and fourteen on the run line this season. Lost seven in a row. Everything you mentioned. I, I think the Phillies went comfortably. I do agree with uh, Noah's under though. Traveling back east, uh, you could get you could get plus money at nine. I set my total at eight point two. So I agree on the under. Yeah, and if you guys don't really love Feltner, there uh, team total under on the Rockies only. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, we, we talk about this on the Premier League show quite a lot. There's, there's three things you need to do here: is one is read the game correctly. Uh, number two is then select the right bet because ah. you can read the game correctly and still maybe get it wrong because we might have Philly on the run line. You and might have a fat finger, push the wrong team on the money line. The under, yeah, something like that. The under on the, I mean, there's three or four different bets we've thrown out, and one of them might be unlucky enough not to catch. And the third thing is you have to carry the look, like we nearly got chin tonight in that Giants Marlins game. Yeah, um, you, when you, we've picked, like, we've made the right bet, we've made the right decisions, and you still nearly get chinned um, on a game where there's only two runs through the 18 innings that you handicap. Um, and like you said, read the game correctly. Maybe you handicapped the wrong Alex before the show, and then like Munaf, you have to handicap. We talked him onto the IL last night, didn't we? Yeah, Alex, Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb instead of, or Alex Wooden. I said, Alex keep Cobb. backing him before he gets injured. And two hours later, he was off to the hospital. So, uh, sorry, Alex, uh, you can have that one. Alex. Um, 7 40 Eastern first pitch is the LA Dodgers at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Michael Grove. 
uh, rookie goes for the Dodgers. And Jameson Tyone will go for the Cubs. Dylan, we'll throw this across to you. Dodgers at Cubs. Yeah, I'll take the Cubs here at home. I got them as a small dog, minus 105. They are the favorite, uh, minus 115. I actually made them a minus 120 favorite. You know, I think two, three weeks into the season, I think the Cubs are a better team than the Dodgers right now. You know, Dodgers... And mediocre, nine and nine overall. They're four and six in their last ten. They're under five hundred on the road. While Cubs, I think they have better bats. Cubs seven and three in their last ten. And I just can't get over uh, Michael Grove's start against Arizona. So got absolutely waxed. Now getting the Cubs on the road, who they just destroy lefties. I think this could be a bad spot for them. Cubs did take two of three from the Dodgers last week. Give me the Cubs at a small favorite here at home. I like them. Um, what did you make your uh, total at? Uh, my total, I made 10.8. So oh, wow. I, see, I see some 11s out there. Yeah, under. and to add on to that, we're expecting wind of 22 miles an hour out to center field. So yeah. that, would, it, that would help. So the, obviously the reason I asked was because my instinct here was to take the over. Um, taking all everything Dylan just said about the two pitches, I think the the – how I was handicapping this is was matching up um, Grove's last start against the Cubs um, or Tyone's start at home. So it's, it's really, I expected both of them to give up runs at that point. And the Cubs have been hitting really, really well. Nice to see Cody Bellinger getting amongst it. Dodgers still look a little bit flat, but like I say, that Tyone's home form um, hasn't been up to much. Adding that wind, I know it's a high number, but I'll stick with my instinct. I'll take the over, please. Um, no, I uh, I'm a little bit nervous about playing the over because this is another travel spot. Both these teams are traveling from Cali to Chicago. Uh, the Dodgers they have rookie Michael Grove on his mound. This is his first start uh, in rookie field or rookie field in Wrigley Field. So <laughs> I'm going to decide to just fade that, especially since he's carrying a nine ERA through three starts against the Rockies, D-backs and Cubs. Um, we were high on the D-backs and Cubs, but all three of those teams, their offenses, I don't know if they're going to be long-term good. So it's a little scary for me uh, to back Grove here. So the Cubs, they're favored over the publicly loved Dodgers for a reason here. Uh, give me the Cubbies money line here. 9.40 Eastern, first pitch, the San Diego Padres at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Michael Wacker for the Padres and taking the ball for the D-backs will be Ryan Nelson. Uh, minus 125 on the Padres, plus 105 on the D-backs, total at 9.5. Uh, Michael Wacker, 2-1 with a 6.06 ERA. He's had two bad starts out of three. Uh, the Padres have just come off a poor home stand, not hitting at all. We, um, they still haven't scored a run tonight um, against the Braves. It was nothing, nothing. Um, I watched one. Soto at the plate tonight. Does look very comfortable. Nelson, he actually um, hit, he's, a, he hit a home run. Did he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. In the last half hour. Yeah. Dr. Bamford will see you now. I'm fixing fixing people left, right and centre here this week. Uh, Ryan Nelson is settling in. Had his best start yet last time out against Miami. Has uh, faced San Diego once already this season. Three earned runs to five innings. Even that line might be good enough um, to beat the Padres here tomorrow. Arizona are hitting uh, 298 at home and are averaging six runs per game. 
So a similar level of performance, um, which I think is possible against Michael Wacker, and a scuffling Padres offense. I'm going to take the home puppy for Dylan, uh, the Diamondbacks at plus 105, Noah. Uh, I'm going the other way completely. Uh, this is this is what you call the Tatis boost. Now, Fernando Tatis comes back from suspension here on Thursday. Uh, my fantasy team's really looking forward to that. I remember when he came back from injury in 2021, I think the Padres' offense exploded in that game one, if I remember correctly. Then they swept the Dodgers in that series as well. I think our D-backs are in, are in an unfortunate spot. They're standing on the train tracks when – a train is coming through. I've got the Padres, and I think their offense explodes. So uh, this is just a gut handicap. I'm taking the team total, team total on the Friars. Um, Friars all the way here. Okay, Dylan, split the tie. I uh, don't have a side. I'll go to a total. Uh, I like the under. I grabbed the 10 and a half under totals now down to 10. I even see some nine and a half. So grab it while you can. I still like the under. I set my total at 9.1. You know, I think we see a lower scoring game in this one. Both pitchers. They've been terrible this season. Michael Walker doesn't really pitch that good on the row while Nelson, you know, he's becoming a starter this season. He's gotten better in each start. I'll give him that. But Padres two and five towards the under on the road, including three of the last five games going under today. will go under it's one, nothing in the bottom of the seventh. So, uh, you know, they both don't really hit righties that well, middle of the pack, but, uh, I agree with no. I think they will get a little spark in their offense, but 10, nine and a half just seems a little high. I'll, I'll dive under here. Okay. Uh, Sheba Mania has joined us in the chat. Good evening. Uh, talking about trains and train tracks. Sheba Mania was um, unfortunately on the receiving end of my train, steaming name. through week one of the Fantasy League a couple of weeks ago. Um, so thanks for the dub there, Sheba. Um, I'll see you later in the season. Final game. Um, is the oh, we got to go to the top. Nearly missed it. Nearly missed it. 9.45 Eastern. First pitch between the New York Mets, the San Francisco Giants. Kodai Senga uh, for the Mets. Lefty Sean Manaya for the Giants. Minus 135 on New York. Plus 115 on San Francisco. Total eight and a half. Dylan, before we um, before you handicap this game for us, you're probably happy about this. Carlos Carrasco went to the IL. Thank God. <laughs> You were telling us last week he should, he should have gone to the moon uh, rather than the IL. But if they got to the other replacement, he was going to come in and they, they stretch uh, someone out. They got, they got a rookie coming up or what? Yeah, they, they brought some guy up. He started the other day, and I don't know his name, but uh, he pitched pretty well. He went like five innings. Oh. He gave us some length. I forgot his name. Was it Butto? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Brato. Yeah, I guess. I have, I have no idea, to be honest. Here, I'll pull it up. Uh, I just remember childish. You think both New York teams have a burrito and a brato? Yeah. Um, I'm seeing Joey Lucchese projected starter. Oh fucking hell! I can look. Try and pull up. That's all right. Oh well. The main main thing is Mal Brett Beatty's in the lineup, and that hundred to one is going to cash for you. Yeah, baby, that's a great pick. That's live. Absolutely live. That is delicious. 
<laughs> tell us about tell us about Kodai Senga tomorrow. Oh, Kodai Senga, that ghost fork. Uh, I'll get this out of the way. This is my lock, boys, for tomorrow. Uh, give me the Mets on the money line. I see minus 126 out there. Uh, minus 135, still like it. I made the Mets a minus 140 favorite. I also lean under nines, eight and a halfs as well. I made my total eight. I just think this is a really good spot here for the Mets and Kodai Senga on the mound. You know, last start was the first time where we, we kind of saw him get touched up a little, but he still was able to strike out nine batters. Uh, I like his K-prop, too. If it sits around six, six and a half, he has seven, six, and eight through the first three games. And Sean Manai's best start was at home. He only gave up one run, struck out eight. But the Giants did lose to the, to the Royals that game. So that's why I like the under. Giants two and four straight up at home this season. And the Mets do hit lefties better than they do righties. So at this short price with the better overall team, I just think this is a really good spot. I think we're getting a discounted price on the better team. Uh, and I also like Senga's K prop as well. So uh, Senga's K prop, Mets money line, and I also lean under. Okay, well, um, I'll take that opportunity to to make the same call. A, on the Mets, and B, it's also my luck, Dylan, um, for the second night running. Um, took Mets last night. They're still winning, I believe. Yep. But yeah, just all the things you said, Kodai Senga, I'm not a huge fan of Sean Manaya. And I'm, the more I see the San Francisco Giants offense, the further out I get on them. They're approaching kind of Chicago White Sox territory for me. So yeah, I'll take the Mets, pretty straightforward pick. And I'm going to lock them up as well, Noah. So the only reason why I'm a little bit nervous about the under, I'm leaning under as well. There's 50-mile-an-hour wins out to center field. Um, but I'm co-signing that Kodai Senga strikeout prop as well because San Francisco has the highest strikeout rate against right-handed pitching so far in the MLB. That's 27%. We're getting another juicy travel spot here as the Giants are traveling from uh, to San Francisco from Miami. <laughs> the Giants, they have the second-best OPS against right-handed pitching, but at home it drops by 60 points. So I think you have a little bit of a travel spot, and they just don't hit as well at home. Or maybe that was just quality of opponents. It's still kind of early to be pulling stats out like that, but it fit the narrative. So I'm going with it. I think both starters can go well here. I'll lean under and the Mets on the money line as a dog because uh, they have the much better bullpen than the Giants as well here. Okay. Um, so that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the seven games in the hutch. Um, myself and Dylan have thrown out our locks already, so we'll come back to you, Noah. Uh, give us your lock and your dog, then me and Dylan can finish up. Oh, for my lock, I'm taking you straight back to the Courtney Love game. I'm taking the Boston Red Sox. It's minus 140. <laughs> it's quite large, but there's no way in hell that the minus 140 price makes any sense, which means that's why we're jumping on it here. I think a lot of people are going to love that Twins uh, price when they're an underdog. Uh, the Bo Sox have a top 10 bullpen. They have a better OPS by 40 points than the Minnesota Twins. And uh, – the Red Sox offense, they're just better at home in Fenway. And then for my dog, I'm going with the Angels plus 140 against the New York Yankees. They are raking against left-handed pitching so far this year. They are second in the MLB in OPS. Um, and the Yankees, they're 27th in the MLB again, uh, against left-handed pitching in OPS with a 621. The Angels, they had an 895, so that's 170 points difference. I'll take my chances with a plus 140 dog uh, with the Angels. Um, I've got Boston at minus 125 here. No, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah extra like 15 points for you. Uh, and my that, dog, so I've copied... It's already coming down, so everybody's already loving the Twins. Jump on that. 
I've, I've copied Dylan's lock and I'm going to copy Noah's dog. It's uh, the LA Angels. Once hey. I dug out those uh, left-handed pitching stats, um, and I mean, you look at that lineup. Shohei Otani stands in there last night in the first inning and just goes deep. Like they, they, <laughs> they've, they've got all the talent in the world. So um, I just think plus 140 is fantastic. So yeah, happy to take that as my dog. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything different? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Buckos. We'll go to PNC Park. I'll take them on the run line. Plus 140. Nice. I, I think they're going to smoke the Reds. I can't back Luke Weaver here. The travel spot does worry me, what Noah mentioned, but uh, I'm just going to back them. Reds awful, one of five straight up on the road. And Contreras, uh, he had a nice bounce back start. So I think he continues. They're a much better hitting uh, team than the uh, Reds. So. I think this could be a, a good spot for them at home. I'll take them uh, plus 140 on the run line as my dog. Yeah, shout yeah. out uh, in our chat, Jake Brubreaker. He said he was the brother of JT. So Jake Brubreaker and then also, uh, you know, Justin Steele. They have connections with SGPN now. Love it. Um, but uh, best wishes to JT because uh, – he is uh, undergoing. No, uh, Jake uh, did last week did also point out in the chat that he'd made that up. I don't know if that was a show you were. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's easy to just think that with the oh. Brewbaker last name, but either way, the whole point of me going on that spiel was because JT Brewbaker, uh, either I think he just had TJ sad. surgery like last week, and it was the first time that I saw Brewbaker back in the chat. <laughs> oh, so, that's sad. I was telling my friends, "Oh, we got JB Brewbaker." Oh, Jake. See what you've started, Jake, you bad man. Oh, my man, God. if you're gonna start it, if you're gonna start a rumor, you should stick it out, man. Uh, Stick it out till the end. Just, yeah, absolutely cling to it. Like I said, that was the first time I've seen him in like a week because I've wanted to say that. (laughs) That was the reason. I think it was wherever night myself and Moon have recorded. Because I gave a similar speech and then Jake fessed up in the. Uh, (laughs) He gave a similar speech about the whole Brew Baker injury. We were just, uh, I think me and me, well, I was trying to get free stuff, basically. I was uh, just saying nice things. <laughs> I was saying nice things in a pathetic attempt to get free stuff, and then Jake fessed up, so that was the end of that. Well, um, nothing, nothing's free when you try to receive it from overseas. Didn't you pay, like, 80 extra dollars? Yeah, my free hoodie cost me fucking 85 quid or something, yeah, by the time I had to pay off the customs, <laughs> man. It was an absolute swiz. Um, Dylan, anything happening tonight? Is there any more ice hockey? Is, is that your team done? Or are they, can they win no. more playoff games? <laughs> hey, relax, done. relax. No, I don't know the rules. I'm just asking. It's, be- it's best of seven. So we got Oh, well, that's all right, mate. I we, got, we I got the Zamboni that. out. Let's go, boys. Uh, <laughs> going to be a tough one. But uh, no, I'm going to go. And after I had my tacos today, I'm going to go have Chinese. It's it's the parents' birthday. It's going to go enjoy some cake and enjoy my Both your Is there a game tonight, Dylan? Day? Yeah, both my parents born on the same day, three wow. years old. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's something. What do you, you know? know? What do you know? It's the game tonight, game two. They, no, they take a day off in between. Oh, okay. I would, I would have watched a bit of that. And uh, what's happening tonight? It's it's electric. It's it's like soccer, but faster and on ice, Mel. You, you might enjoy it. <laughs> I do understand that. You might, you might enjoy hockey. I don't know if you watch a ton of it. I don't know if Great Britain's any good internationally for oh, yeah, uh, brilliant. ice hockey in the Olympics that I don't really see them too much, but um, yeah, it, it, that shit, that's fun. Like yesterday's, there were a couple of blowouts um, and Dylan's team was on the receiving end of one of them, but uh, tonight's slate of games, those first games, the game ones were all, were all good. So I'm excited to watch it again. I've got 
a couple of TVs in my basement and one of them's on hockey and the other two are on baseball. That's kind of just how this household rules. We're, we're a hockey family as much as we are baseball. Um, when I used to work in the casino um, and I ran the poker tournaments in, in there, one of our biggest poker players was the Canadian goaltender called Trevor Koenig. Koenig. Really? Um, and he played for the Newcastle Vipers, which is our ice hockey team here. And I had one of the craziest nights out I've ever had with me, Trevor, the Canadian goalkeeper, in a Lithuanian supermodel called Vita. Um, but yeah, what a great night. Now, there's a proper story, but we're not going to fit it into the next uh, next 12 minutes. We'd have to set aside a two-hour special uh, oh, for the man. me, Trevor, and Vita story. But yeah, Trevor was great. He used to come in and he used to give me tickets for the ice hockey all the time. So we'd go down on a Sunday night uh, and watch Newcastle play. Um, yeah, it was good fun. Um, so, yeah, that was fun, boys. Well done. We should have seven games every night. It just gives us a chance to breathe, doesn't it, rather than rampaging yeah. and through. We, we can joke around and watch highlights from the game. Yeah. That we're hilarious. Too. Do all the stuff that annoys Moon off. <laughs> um, right. Thank you, Dylan. That was fun. Thank you, Noah. Thanks, everyone, in the chat. It was it was vibrant tonight, uh, Jake, in there. <laughs> Jake's apologising to Noah. That's yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> Captain Sano and Michael. I who else was in there. Sheba was in there. Uh, Joey D was in there. All the boys. Appreciate it. Uh, good crack. We'll be back tomorrow um, with, I'm guessing, 15 games to handicap. But yeah, enjoy the seven games tomorrow. I'm sure we've picked plenty of winners. Um, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>